Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The Dow is back down near 500. I mean, it's been everywhere. Of course, as we watch what's going on in Ukraine, it does have an effect. If you missed my conversation with Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis, I will share it with you. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is so great to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find it all at TonyKatz.com and Rumble, Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts knows Ukraine better than most, better than the average American. Having been born there, having lived there, making her way to America, engaging the American dream. She serves the 5th District of Indiana as a Republican, watching what's happening back home, if you will, watching how the the United States and the Biden administration is dealing with Russia, what Russia's next moves are. Congresswoman Sparts joins us right now. Sparts, S-P-A-R-T-Z, sparts.house.gov. And Congresswoman, uh, first things first, I know you were just spending some time uh, in Israel, you were you were there as part of uh, a group uh, from Congress. Talk to me uh, first about what it is that you're hearing from uh, friends, family, others uh, still in Ukraine. What is the latest from the ground? Uh, thank you for having me, Tony. You know, the situation there is pretty bad. Pretty much everyone gets shelled nonstop, uh, and they're really trying to get destroy civil you know people they try to get everything leveled to the ground and it's non-stop they're using very heavy artillery rockets and really using very heavy cassette bombs i mean iskanders i mean ballistic rockets non-stop people sitting in their uh, basements uh, some people don't have basement they're shelling cities they're shelling stores. They're even shelling now villages because they know people don't have shelters. So the whole goal to kill as many people as possible, things they were not able to overcome the army, and army stood strong. So now they're trying to kill a lot of individuals. So we know that they have not stopped. We, we, we understand this, but there's been a, a lot of conversation that uh, Vladimir Putin did not have this as well put together as maybe we we would have thought that instead of going across uh, plains lands, you know, uh, land areas, masses of, of Ukraine, he's taking the roads and making it much easier for the Ukrainian people uh, to respond. That while he is engaged in these bombardments, they are not as ongoing, as massive in, in terms of almost a blitzkrieg kind of level that one would have thought. And certainly the Ukrainian people are fighting back. Is there a feeling that Vladimir Putin cannot keep this up and a deal is going to have to get made because he has to have one? Well, I think, first of all, I think he underestimated, you know, what is going to happen on the ground. I think he thought it's going to be fast and easy and didn't realize that Ukrainians are going to hold the ground and how they're going to fight. I mean, these people are unbelievable. They're brave. You know, their country got invaded. They're willing to die and do whatever they can. 
I don't think he realized that that's what is going to happen. I think he underestimated them and overestimated himself. Now he realizes it, so he's bringing more weapons, artillery, but he does have supply chain issue. He also now blocked from a lot of raw materials, so his plants are not really producing enough ammunition, so it's causing some problems. You know, the economy starts tanking. You know, the currency, you know, they now more than double their interest rate. It's getting destroyed. So I think there are a lot of things that are happening. Russian people are afraid. Uh, of him. He puts a lot of people in jails, but it's not affecting his country. So I think he's in a very difficult situation. So he's a very dangerous person. And I'm not sure if he really had a real negotiation desire to do that. I think he will try to see if he can get, you know, next few days, bring more, ultimately more heavy fire and try to do as much damage as possible to put him in a position that he can have more negotiation power because right now he's not but ultimately i don't think he can last for very long and he knows that so it's going to be very heavy right now and he's really trying to attack civilians it's it's just awful it's you know it's probably a lot of people talk about it's like a chechnya or syria I think it's worse. Some people, you know, I talk to some older people, they say it's way worse than it was during World War II. Talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the 5th District of Indiana, writing on your site, sparts.house.gov, quote, as a Ukrainian-born American who deeply loves our great United States of America and will always stand with you to protect it from an enemy, foreign or domestic, I would like to express my utmost disappointed disappointment with the lack of leadership and strategy on multiple fronts on the part of the current administration that puts our great country and our allies in danger. I I do want to get into a conversation of your thoughts on President Zelensky and the future of Ukraine, but what is it that you wanted to see from the Biden administration? What did you speak to them about, and what is it that are they not doing that you want them to do? Well, I think, you know, at this point, we'll have to figure out how we're going to be going forward, because it's a dangerous situation, not just for Ukraine, but for all of us. Unfortunately, we're dealing with a country that has nuclear weapons. You know, that's why, you know, talking about we just went to Israel, and they have a very valid concern to have country like Iran having nuclear weapons. You see what's happening, right? We cannot deal effectively. He's doing killing a bunch of people. I mean, this is an assault that haven't seen. I think since World War II, and everyone is, what are we going to do, right? We have a hard time dealing with that. So that is a shows how the dangerous it is to give a country with dictators and people with bad regimes nuclear weapons. So I think they have a very valid concern. But I think, you know, in this situation, you know, we have to think how to go forward. But honestly, I have to tell you, you know, we, you know, Putin, he's, uh, you know, I always say he's a judo wrestler right so it's uh, martial arts he uses you know this is where you use weaknesses of your opponent and use the strengths and agility to strike at them so he understood that you know we're dealing with drama america weakened internally with bad policy we have bad energy policies we are not having bad foreign policy we had a very bad withdrawal from afghanistan abandoned nato allies you know and dealing harassing people our own people and telling them what to do and uh, and you know and, and really have a lot of problems open borders and everything else you know so i think he he decided that it's an opportunity to strike. Unfortunately, we let him get away with a lot, and we let him get away with this also. So he was doing this since March, and we haven't dealt. Then we start playing a catch-up and scrambling. Very difficult to play a catch-up because he was not just 
two, you know, we were not just two steps behind, probably 10 steps behind. So that created a lot of problems, put a lot of people in danger, at risk, put the whole world at risk. You know, we're in a very, very dangerous situation. So that's why when we don't have strong leadership, it allows aggressors and people with big ambitions, you know, to advance and create this instability. And I think the whole world now understanding how dangerous it is. You saw Germany yesterday deciding to send anti-tank missiles and other armaments uh, to Ukraine, even though they say that legally they're not supposed to do that. You have finally seen the United States and some other nations work to take some Russian banks off of SWIFT. Too little, too late? Well, I think, you know, we should have been more serious early. Of course, you know, you want to, you know, have serious things to do, but also tell what, you, what you're going to do. Even if you're not going to do it, you need to draw the red line and say, if you do this, we're going to go with this. You have to make sure that you know your opposition knows what you're going to do and mean it and have the backbone to do it. Not just, oh, okay, how many more people you're going to kill before we maybe give sanctions to one of your oligarchs? Let's see how many we add. I mean, it's like dumb and stupid. So you cannot do that. And you need to do things faster. You need to have system to do faster. We have a lot of bureaucracy. We have bureaucracy. European Union has bureaucracy. So things are not moving. But if you know that you have to fight a serious situation and you want to deter a very dangerous situation and someone who's, you know, he has very strong ambitions, you need to be smart. You need to de-escalate, but also have peace through strength, and you need to be willing to exercise the strength and show what you're going to do, not just talk. We do a lot of talk and don't walk the walk, and he understood that. So now it's created a situation where a lot of people are going to be dying, a lot of Ukrainians are going to die. They are not going to let him take over the country. I mean, he will not be able to suppress them. They're going to stand, their family is going to stand to fight and to win. They don't want to be Soviet Union. They're so sick and tired with socialism, communist dictatorship, which is for them it's enough is enough. You know, they just willing to go and die. But unfortunately, a lot of people are going to die. And on top of it, now we put the whole Europe and our NATO allies and the whole world in a very dangerous situation because well, you bring we up, dealt with it. You bring up Europe. Zelensky has now filed an application for Ukraine to join the European Union, and that's going to be, that's going to be a massive pressure-filled type of, of event and leading them to another conversation about Ukraine and NATO, which Germany and France have, have long opposed, and I think that most NATO nations have been opposed to this idea because of, tri- of the idea that it might poke the bear. Uh, that is Russia, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparts of the Indiana 5th District. Uh, be, I, I don't necessarily want to get into that. I, uh, this is just breaking. I want to ask two questions. First, to the north of Ukraine is Belarus. Belarus has now uh, voted for a proposal uh, that will say, you know what, all that denuclearization, forget about it. Let's bring nuclear weapons back in. And they now have become uh, Russia's launching pad for nuclear weapons. Are Ukrainians worried about Belarus in specific, or is it all about worrying about Russia in general? Well, I think specifically they actually have troops now coming probably to Ukrainian border because they're fighting and Russians, you know, not winning on the ground. They have a, you know, air advantage in the air, but on the ground they have a hard time fighting Ukrainians. So they're now bringing forces that are going to attack. So this is a huge challenge. But it's another example. You have another dictator, you know, who's suppressing people. 
and created dictatorship with big ambitions. And that is the problem is, and I'll be honest with you, the United States underestimate the importance dealing with former Soviet republics to make sure that this democracy become more stable and support them. You know, we're dealing with a lot of things, and I understand, you know, that in the long term, China is our big issue. We, you know, we talk about, you know, the biggest threat being the climate change. Hopefully some of these people start understanding the biggest threat right now that we have a nuclear country with a dictator that making steps that are not normal. That is a big strain, you know, big problem for us. So we haven't dealt with that. And if you think about it, I think a few years ago, you know, he had an interview on Fox News, and he pretty much was talking about that. Hey, you didn't take me serious. You didn't take me serious. You know, you talk about you are going to build this building defense system. Well, I am going, you're wasting your money because I am building offense system, new type of missiles that you're not going to defend yourself with. I am just not have money to do that. So you can just tell, he pretty much told Fox News, you are wasting your money and you don't take me seriously. And I think we need to take people like that seriously. We have to dealt with him and not let him get away with things he got in the way. It's like, you know, we let Hitler get away to take part of Czechoslovakia. What's happened next? You know, so we have to deal, we have to exercise trends. We haven't. Now we got ourselves in a situation that is a very, very dangerous. So now we have to look forward and figure out how we can stand together, Republicans and Democrats, to get out from this situation and bring peace back, you know, to Europe, to the world. And then we're going to talk about how we can have actually some common sense in this institution and in our government. And we can start governing this country. We are destroying our country in the world with stupid things, talking about nothing. But when we talk about place. but when we talk about Russia, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparks, we talk about Ukraine. Uh, the the argument is not necessarily that it's America's job; that it is Ukraine's job. It it is it is Europe's job. It is it it, it can't simply fall to the United States. And the other side of that argument is, if the United States isn't the leader, these things never get solved, and Ukraine doesn't exist. Before I let you go, because that's a conversation that we'll have in the days ahead. What is the take? Your take on President Zelensky? Uh, you know. It, 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 the the fact that he he won this is a man who was a stand up comic and then became the president uh, of Ukraine and I think that Americans have learned more about Ukraine in the past five years than they ever thought humanly possible. Um, the take on how the people and how you see the job that President Zelensky is doing. Well, before I said that, I would just want to say I actually share the same views of a lot of my fellow Republicans. It's not just our problem. It's European problems. And I'm glad to see now suddenly Germany, after we were pushing them, President Trump, to say, hey, you need to worry about your defense too, not just us. Now they're like, OMG, we have to do more. And all of this Europeans start moving, understanding that this is not just our responsibility. So I completely agree with you. We need to put pressure on other countries, be responsible for them. But somebody has to lead them. There are too many little countries everywhere. If somebody doesn't organize and lead them, it's very difficult because they have a lot of insight is that somebody has to be an adult in the room, and the only adult in the room could be us, you know, but they still have to pay also their share. So I completely agree with you. But as related to President Zelensky, I think he, he stepped up to the occasion. And if you think about it, actually, President Zelensky, you know, he is a Jew. So he is, you know, his family, a lot of his family was killed during World War II. 
So this is very interesting that he is able to now be one of the national heroes and be able, after everything what happened during the Soviet Union, how Jews were suppressed and how many anti-Semitists existed in that country, country elects Jewish guy with over 70% of the vote that's willing to fight for freedom and he's willing to die with them for freedoms. This is really amazing for that country to have that will and resort. It shows that this country is really, there is a people want truly to be free democratic country and have equal rights for someone. So I think people, if they win this war, which they will, they have a chance to be a free country. And it's a great lesson for us to think what it takes to get your freedoms back after you lose them and start thinking for our young people maybe to pay attention what's happening around the world and not thinking about this communist and socialist Marxism. Are you kidding me? Look how many people it's been killing in the last century and it's killing it again. A lot of people are going to die for that. Congresswoman Victoria Sparts, I appreciate you taking the time. We hope to be able to check back in with you later uh, this week and hopefully uh, better stories ahead. I appreciate you being with us. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.